everybody, and welcome. You are listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, John Yamasato, and joining me today is Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? David Koba will not be joining me today. He's got a, a prior commitment, if I can put it that way. I'm sure he'll shed light on why he's not here on our next podcast, but we're going to be you know, missing he, Devin. He texted and he asked what time, so he might be jumping in. We'll see. Oh, okay. Well, we may be yeah. joining it with Devin. Or I don't I 3.30, so we'll see. Okay. Before we begin, let's uh, remind everybody about the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at High Sessions. Of course, you can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, or download on Apple Podcasts, and you can always drop us an email at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you would like to help the show get more music on the channel, you can go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and help determine who and what is filmed. All of our donors, $10 and up, got uh, their new shirts for the year, designed by Kyle. And you know what? Now that I think about it, Kyle does not have a shirt. That's okay. I'm fine. Yeah. I'd rather the, the listeners get it first. Yeah. So, well, we'll get Kyle and Devin a shirt. Over the break, we had... Oh, by the way, Happy New Year, everybody. This is our first podcast that we're recording year. Since, uh, since the new year. So we're seeing everybody for the first time. We did the Craig Katsuyoshi episode, but that was actually filmed uh, end of December. So um, it was released last week, but uh, filmed even earlier than that. I want to give out a shout out to Rick, Gabriel, Brian, Sabrina, and Lance, who all signed up on the Patreon as over the break. So uh, we weren't doing podcasts, but uh, they, they kicked in their donations. And thank you so much for being a part of the show. And um, hopefully you find it uh valuable and and good so oh you can find devon on kumu 94.7 of course if you want to uh, support high life here you can go to highlife808.com so you can find all the t-shirts and swag and backpacks and all those kind of things now uh we came on a little early with just kyle and i because i wanted to talk directly to the listeners or the people who follow the podcast follow the show just to let you know what to expect in 2021. So to go into history a little bit, we started this show, believe it or not, in 2011. Not the podcast, but the the High Sessions channel. So this is our 10th anniversary of shooting Hawaii music videos. Can you believe that it has been 10 years? I am flies, man. (laughs) Since we've been doing this, it's so crazy. Um, We shot videos for seven years till 2018 and then had a little bit of issues because of uh the youtube changed their algorithm we had some setbacks did not shoot in 2019 and then started shooting in 2020 on like a half uh crew basis um which was okay i mean it it was all right but just didn't feel the same i'm glad to announce that uh, the full crew will be coming back for shoots in 2021 so you can expect the quality and, and the, uh, everything to be to what it was uh, in the olden days. I mean, we're, getting, we're getting people back together. So Cool, man. So where are you guys recording at? Back at Dave's house again? You know, it is not clear. I actually got um, approached by an entity just mm-hmm. the other day that is huh? interested in having us uh, shoot at their location. So... We may have a new location. I don't know. We, we still have to set that up. I mean, obviously, we still have... We love shooting at Ko'olau Ballrooms. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave's house is always a, a possibility as well. And so um, those are definitely two spots we may be shooting in, but there may be a third being added. So uh, I'll see. But, you know, these things, um, they don't always work. There was a Waikiki Hotel that I won't mention. Nothing wrong. I mean, it, they're, they're a great hotel. They're re- very great to work with, but when we went to visit with them, um, they only had two spots that they would uh, wanted us to shoot. One was at um, an area where they host live music, but that live music is right next to the pool. Uh, so it's kind of like, well, like- ah, yeah, we can shoot there, but it's going to be loud, you know, and if we were doing recording audio, it doesn't really make sense. And so then yeah. they took us to one of their penthouse suites, which has the view. But for those of you who do video, if you're indoors and you're shooting backlit toward outside especially Waikiki Beach which is just blasted by sun it's a very difficult shot to get because you have the bright outside and the dark inside and so it just didn't quite work and then if you just turn it around and you're shooting in the middle of a random hotel room it doesn't 
it doesn't make sense, Agreed. right? Like, what? Where are you guys? Like, why are you? Yeah. You know, so, the interesting is right now. Yeah. I mean, did you guys ever consider calling um, the theaters now that it's not being used to do some kind of performance in theater realm? Yeah, we. I mean, we we've worked with Hawaii Theater in the past, which has been great. We we do enjoy the theater, and um, that could be a possibility. But the Hawaii Theater has been really good about getting their own content going. So well, I was thinking of not just Hawaii theater, like performance theaters, but what about movie theaters that are not being used oh, right now? Yeah, I guess you know? so. What well, it'd be great if we could do lives from the movie theaters, right? But right? Uh, where people sit yeah. in the stands and see a concert instead of a movie, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And just so, uh, it it could be something. By the way, we were hoping to start doing these podcasts live at one on one or not one on one, but everybody in the same room. But of course, uh Fate would have it that the infection counts have gone up since um, January. And so we thought that it would be pertinent to to continue to social distance and do this podcast over Zoom. Although my hope is that if the numbers can stay down. So those of you who are around the country probably have different numbers than ours. So, so what I can say is that our numbers have been pretty consistently under 100 infections a day. So it's been like 80 something, 70 something, you know, per day, which is okay. When it gets to over 200 per day, that's when I think uh, the state starts to to worry a bit. And it has been that way for at least last week. This week is starting to calm down again. But um, when it starts to get into the triple digits, that's when they start getting worried. So um, there was a push to there was there. We don't have a. Uh, official lockdown, but there was a push to have people stay kind of like in their homes and just kind of stay put. So we thought we would comply and, and and not do the podcast live. Although, like I said, I hope, you know, today it was 80 something. So hopefully if the next week it's all in the, the uh, double digits that we can yeah. uh, be together in person, you know? Yeah. It kind of depends on the guests too. It yeah. does. And, I can't wait to get off Zoom. I mean, I love I love the fact that it's around and we're able to continue doing these things throughout yeah. the pandemic. But man, it's, it makes such a difference when you talking one on one with everybody in the room in the same room, you know? That's right. Yeah, it did have a different feel. Like I feel like Craig's podcast has a different feel than some of the other podcasts, yeah. only because we're physically able to be in there with him to talk, you know, and, yeah. and it does feel a little different. That, but but it is what it is you know we're, we're kind of gonna roll with the punches and and try to do our best with with the limitations that we have yeah that being said so the good news is we are looking to start shooting again with a full crew and i want to give a shout out to our our small crew because a small crew you know i feel like we still put out some quality stuff over last year and it got things out and it, you know just to help promote artists and get the music out and whatnot so it's not that uh, the the small crew did a bad job. It's just that when the whole crew's there, the product is is um, because there's more to choose from. You get a better product, and it's a lot more fun. You get to see your friend. I mean, uh, half the half the uh, feel of the show is just knowing that these are all friends getting together and and hanging out and shooting these videos. So, oh. the fact that the old group is coming back and we can all hang out is is very significant. Okay. Now, is there any other um, new viewing content to watch high sessions on in this coming year, or is it the, well, how can they watch it when it? When uh, it I think it? YouTube is still going to be the the best. Uh, we are still on Hawaiian Telecom. They do have a we do have a high sessions channel. Kyle, you're putting me on a spot because I couldn't, I can't tell you the channel number off the, the top of my head. But for most of our audience who is not in located in Hawaii, it's going to be YouTube mm, to okay. get the the content. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay, so all that being said, January is a little bit of a, of a weird month and we may or may not have content for January because I had something set up for January, but it was a Maui artist that was gonna fly over, but now the counts have gone up, right? Mm. So, so then it was like, okay, well, what do we do for that shoot? Do we still wanna have that shoot in the, we were shooting at Studio Ala Moana, which is a very enclosed space. I mean, it's, it's uh, there's not even windows. It's like completely a box, right? So, um, so then uh, Paul Isaac, who is a friend of the show and who's been on the show a bunch of times, he lives out on a farm, 
and said that, oh, you can come to the farm and shoot, you know, that's because that's outside, right? We can just do yeah. outside. But in order to do outside, we have to find an instrumentalist, which the guy hmm. from Maui was. But but the only problem about shooting completely outside is if it rains, we can't shoot. Right. Yeah. So then I didn't want him to fly over. It's the weather's bad. And then now he's flown over for nothing. So I'm trying yeah. to like find someone who can fit in there. I've called a few people. So I have someone kind of in line to shoot this month, but it's going to kind of depend on the weather. We're going to try this farm idea out for a month. And then we'll probably end up back at either Ko'olau or Dave's house or something like that. When we start in the farm in the farm setting is just on the grass with nature. It's on the grass it. with, yep. It's in Waimanalo, so it's gonna you're gonna have the koalas back there. It's gonna have the yeah. tar taro fields and everything. So it's gonna be kind of a neat spot to shoot. Yeah, but yeah. they don't have the tent or anything you can be under. It's just like right. in the outdoors. Yeah, yeah. So I always say koalas has always been the ultimate setting because it's outdoors. Yeah, but it's not outdoors because it's this beautiful huge background, Lanai, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you have the you have the feeling of of the mountains and the you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, at the same time, you don't ha run into the issues with the rain or the, well, you do have, we do have wind issues, but um, because of the location of where it's located, it doesn't get crosswind. So it ha really has to have a weird wind for it to be real windy there. Good um, setup, yeah. Yeah, so it's, is, it's is a that, perfect setup. Where you guys were playing uh, or recording for Kolau, is that where normal the normal performers would perform during a wedding reception and all that no. stuff? No, they, they would be in inside. Yeah, so so right off that lanai, there is a ballroom. Yes, but it's an open ballroom, and uh, usually the wedding would take place completely inside there, or they have a grand ballroom, which is just a huge room that does not have a view out. It's it's just a oh. big a big room, you know, and yeah. do do things there, and so um, yeah, those are the two places you would have a wedding there. But yeah, Bacola, it's been great. I mean, it's a great place. Everyone there is super easy to work with. Uh, you know, so I played weddings there. Yeah. yeah. So I went to the weddings there. It's so nice out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of let everybody know that is the status of high session. So stay tuned. It, it, we're kind of getting uh, a little bit of a bumpy start to the year. But I think as we get into the year, we're going to pick up and there'll be more more content, more things coming. And so it's kind of getting, it's, I'm getting excited because, uh, you know, some of the old old faces that uh, have been kind of busy and haven't been able to to um, participate are coming back. So, so be excited. Yeah. yeah, so be excited. Yeah. Okay, so today's guest is uh, Myla Gibson-Bandman. She's going to be coming on in just a second. And uh, Kyle and I will be sitting with her and talking about all things Myla in just a second. So Kyle, we'll take a short break and we'll come right back with Myla, okay? Okay, let me get another chair because this chair is squeaky. Okay. Okay, we're back here with Myla Gibson-Bandman. Myla, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. We were, <laughs> before we started, now did you come from, from a event or something or is, are you, are you look, do you always look like this? Well, I didn't come from an event, but I've been working today. But I did, however, watch like a YouTube tutorial on makeup recently. Oh. And it was about like how to do your makeup for Zoom. Oh, really? And how to like make your makeup look good for like Instagram. So there's a lot going on here that maybe you can't see on the screen, but based on your reaction to me, I guess it worked. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. I think um, me and John some tips on a Zoom thing on makeup. Yeah, really? Yeah, I'd be glad to help you. But you what don't need the, any help. What is the one? What is the one thing that we can do right away without putting on anything? Is it the camera angle, lighting? What is what is the one thing to look good on Zoom that we can change? Uh, your Zoom looks amazing. Your background is so nice. Oh. But um, I think lighting. I think lighting. Like I'm in a in a condo in Kaka'ako and I'm right in front of a mirror. I mean a mirror, a window. Okay. And yeah. so there's all this natural light. Like, yeah. John, you have natural light going on. I do. So. I do. I have natural and I have fake light. I do have a, a oh. side light and I have natural light coming in. So cool. being someone who does video, yeah, I just need a better background. But I'm too lazy <laughs> to move things around in my house. So that's it. It's yeah. all right. I, and honestly, we were hoping to do this one live. And I know Milo would have been down to get together live because I see you're totally. all over the place. Am but, I? Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, we're trying to be... tone it down. No, no, no. But I mean, because there's still weddings going on. But yes. I know that they're all social distanced and they're all, you know, people are aware of what's, you know, they're not, they're not ragers or anything. True. And then you've been doing small performances here and there of the online stuff and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. and then there's work, right? I mean, even myself, we got to get out there and show houses and at least be in front of, but it's never in large groups. It's just one or two people. Correct. Can you like take us to a wedding now in, in these COVID times and the, the, the difference is for you guys performing there versus normal times. What is what is the major uh, hurdle that you guys have to get over now when you're at these weddings? I haven't been singing at weddings, so I oh. also officiate. So I am Reverend Myla Gibson Bandman. Really? <laughs> and I, I stumbled into that because I was performing at so many weddings and then I started emceeing weddings and sorry, um, and then somebody asked, oh, you know, you should officiate. You seem like you would be really good at that. So I uh, took her lead on it and decided to do it. Sorry, my husband's going to trip out on the dogs right now. Uh, no worries. Uh, so uh, officiating is um, five people maximum. It's difficult to officiate in a mask. That feels weird. It feels oh. weird to be super socially distanced from the couple. You know, like if we pray, I can't like, you know, hold their hands or put their hands together like we, we're all really far apart so that's the i think that's the hardest part yeah even how's the food though situation i mean a buffet is pretty hard to have at a wedding nowadays too right? no no yeah. i don't i don't think they're There's doing none of that yeah although yeah, I... it's just five people get married but you can like so like the country clubs for some reason are able to do it and i think they do it under the guise of it being like a restaurant buyout so if you buy like Midpack Country Club, uh, 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 if you buy out the restaurant, then you can have a wedding. And then you just seat people like you would in any other restaurant where families sit together. Uh, uh, um, so uh, there's no like, you know, you hang out with all your buddies from college and like all your college friends are on one table. There's none of that. Yeah, I have a friend who's getting married at the end of the month and they're having a reception. Oh. I know that I know that it is not a large reception, but it's going to be more than five people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless yeah. it's going to be like just me and a couple other people you know there but yeah is it going to be pri- like at a private residence or uh i you know what i don't know country club so you're yeah. you're probably better at this than me but when i like if any most events and even gigs usually it's the day of about an hour before the gig where i actually like get my invitation and i go like oh okay so where am i going and what is this about and I'm looking at this thing I'm like oh my god like I, I this is a wedding or you know whatever yeah <laughs> but you probably do a lot more prep than i do but um i, I do a little bit of prep yes because i'm typically in touch with the bride and i've been talking to her quite a bit from the time that she books us you know picking her songs and so yeah i kind of know like ahead of time yeah what's gonna go down so i'm gonna transition this into something that i I was thinking of and so i've been i've been tossing this idea around for the last like um couple of days but it's just been something on my mind and milo we've had you on the show before so we're not going to go as in-depth into your your past and stuff we kind of talked about that last time but Uh i know that you're you're a big social media person and uh and you look up zoom uh content i guess uh, (laughs) how to do your makeup and all that stuff you know, I had this thought. I, wa- I wanted to throw this out to YouTube because you're, you're friends and I think I'll get an honest answer from both of you. So, you know, the world has been going kind of crazy lately, you know, and a lot of it points back to social media and what's on social media and all this stuff. And by the way, this is not a political podcast, so please don't think I'm getting political on this kind of thing. But I had this thought that, okay, you know, like when we were growing up, we would watch TV or a movie or, you know, entertainment was, was in that form or read a book. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was thinking that in those days when you consumed entertainment, whether it was TV or movies or books or anything like that, you went into it with the understanding that it was fiction. It was fake. It was a story. You're, you're consuming okay. something, right? Yes. Okay. But now, most of the time spent on entertainment is on social media and looking at other people and 
um, even like news sites, right? News sites have changed. It's like opinion, it's all opinion pieces. It's not just presentation, right? And mm -hmm. so now you're spending so much time engaging in this quote unquote entertainment that is presented as real, but it's fake. Correct. In, in the sense that like even Instagram, when you scroll through your friends' Instagrams and you're looking at Instagram and it's worse for people like the younger people, but even for us, you know, like, I, I mean, I'm guilty of this. Like I post positive things. Like if I like, I'm yelling at Stacy, I don't like take a picture and go like, I'm going to put this on Instagram, you know, or whatever, you know, if I'm getting an <laughs> argument or whatever. So you're getting this like kind of false narrative of, of what's going on in people's lives, but it's presented as real life, right? For everybody. So I can see how maybe because there's so much consumption of that, where you presented with all these things as real, but then in reality, it's fake. It's kind of driving people a little, a little nutty because they're thinking like, oh, that is real life. And then they're trying to make their life kind of fit this narrative that, but everybody else is kind of playing it, you know, is, is faking it, I guess. Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, does that make sense? Yeah, because I, I, I think the thing that a lot of people miss is that posts on Instagram and Facebook are meant to get uh, engagement, right? It's right. meant for how many likes you're going to get, how, how many people are going to comment, what are they going to say, what are you going to say back? Um, I mean, for me, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, they're tools, you know, it's not my right. life. But um, for the typical um, person who's consuming it, they don't look at it that way. This is this is their life, you know, as much as even you know, it gets confused between like the news and Facebook. Whereas like you're saying, John, before we would watch television and it's like, you know, you're going to watch an episode of MacGyver. And then after that, yeah, yeah. you're going to watch 30 minutes of the news and they're both very different and you know right. it, but right. now you scroll on Facebook and it's, it's like, everything is colliding. It's all the same. And uh, so that's, that's the scary part. Yeah. And I think that's possibly why everyone's getting so nutty it's because it's hard to tell what is real and what yep. is fake. Even like, um, so I like looking at shark videos. That's my thing. So like I'll sit in bed at night and I'll just like scroll through shark, <laughs> shark videos of like big sharks, little sharks, you know, all kind of stuff. But there's some that's like, is this a real shark? Like, is this fake? Like, I can't even tell wh which is the real, which are real and which are fake, you know? Mm-hmm. The photoshopping is so good so that's right. just and that's just sharks right i mean then there's uh you know especially for like my kids and stuff my daughter always is coming up with like oh um she, she told she was telling um my wife the other day i need a taser i really what, what for? and she's like oh because you know there's abductions and stuff like that and it's like well first of all tasers aren't even legal here you know they can't just walk around <laughs> with a taser Secondly, you don't even know how to use a taser. Like, you know, I think there's other ways of defending yourself or just trying to avoid, right? So they, they see things online and they just get totally confused as to what is real and what is not. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we live very. in very, very interesting times. You yeah. Know, as far but as see, how we communicate with each other and everything, you know? But see, I like pages like Myla's because she's very you know, informative, but funny. And, you know, th those are to me is, is good because then I get to kind of get a peek into her life and I don't need to know everything about Myla Gibson, you know, like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm fine. No. And, but it's kind of nice to see, oh, she's playing with the old canna here or, you know, she's into dogs, you know, whatever. Right. So it, yeah. it, th those are the parts that's nice, but it's, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. People are taking these tools and using it for a nefarious purposes, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. So my husband is not, um, he's not as much of an infotainer as I am. That's what, that's kind of the way I define what I do on social media. Like it's because I'm a real estate agent and we have to put ourselves out there. Social media becomes like, a, it's, it's a tool for me, for my business. And uh, so I say that I'm an infotainer and um, Kelly, on the other hand, he's usually like, that's my husband. He'll post like his workout or his meal. I mean, just typical stuff. And yeah. there was one day he was hiking 
and he was like overcome with emotion because his father passed away. Um, gosh, how long? 15 years ago. And it was on his birthday. So he was in, oh, wow. you know, hiking Makiki loop trail or something. And he just decided to go live on social media and to talk about what he was feeling. And he started crying. And um, the next day he was like, Oh my God, did you see how many people like liked it and watched it? I mean, what happened? And I was like, yeah, people want to see real, you know, mm. and I think um, real and raw is um, people know, like you feel it. So I think that that gets such natural engagement, um, but it's such a fine line because there is so much on social media that's curated, right? Filtered and thought about and, you know. Yeah. And then presented as real. Yeah. Yes. Right. And that, exactly. that's the part that I think is throwing everybody off. It is. Yeah. It is. So I had to like really make it intentional and it's hard sometimes, but I had to decide to draw the line in the sand, like never to talk politics. Just don't do it. Don't, yeah. don't do it at all. And if you do be willing to die on that hill. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. it's funny. Cause I was that way too until this pandemic. <laughs> Then, oh yes. When I see just stuff happening and I'm at home and I can't do anything about it, that's my release on my own personal um Facebook page, you know? Right. I mean I have I have two different pages. There's a there's the high life professional side that, you know, is for the brand and then my my crazy ass thoughts and everything is thrown out on my own personal <laughs> site. <laughs> what did we do though with our crazy ass thoughts before social media? Like would we just like talk about it i think like, you would talk with, about it amongst yourself with your friends yeah. right yeah right yeah. we wouldn't feel like i have to vent to facebook yeah oh, i feel better now yeah 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 <laughs> it's therapy for me though because if not i'll just be <laughs> bottled up inside and I'm, I'm at home by myself and i gotta wait till my wife comes home and she doesn't want to hear me just <laughs> unload as soon as she comes home from work you know so true it's it's a great it's been a great therapeutic release for me to just That's let good. it go because everybody who's friends on Facebook know me, you know, on my personal page know me enough that that's who I am, you know. They're not gonna yeah. judge hopefully they're not judging me, you know, because of it. But they are. Pleasant relief. <laughs> yeah, I just scroll through that stuff. Although I do I have used the mute button a lot lately. So yes. all the political stuff, I just mute, mute it all. And after a while, like it, it, it clears up pretty fast. So yeah. That's, that's been pretty good. I agree. Okay, so Myla, I know you're, so you're talking about Kili um, hiking. Now you guys used to be CrossFit, right? That was your thing. Yes, it was and our thing. Now you're F45, right? We, we did F45 for a little bit. Uh, so no, we're not, F, now we're Peloton. Oh, oh. Peloton. Okay. Well, oh, it's all at home now. Yeah. Well, we live in a condo and our gym at our condo has two Peloton bikes. Luckily, oh, our wow. gym never shut down through the pandemic. Well, no, I'm sorry. It did for like a month and then it opened up to five people at a time. You had to make an appointment to go in. Um, and so we've come to really love the Peloton. Oh, really? Okay. So is that, I mean, well, first of all, let, let me ask you this because i don't know the difference what is the difference between crossfit and f45 is there a difference basically? there is um f45 is true circuit training and it's usually a 45 minute class like every single time oh. crossfit you it's constantly varied uh it's treated much more like a sport you have opportunities to see how much you can how heavy of a power clean you can do um you know how heavy of an olympic snatch you can do so it gets competitive. You measure you measure yourself against the other people that are a part of the gym. You write your name on the whiteboard at the end of the workout and how many reps you did or how much weight you used or how long it took you to do something. F45 is just like, get in. We're going to do 45 minutes. We're going to bang it out. It's usually not super heavy weight, um, but it is very similar to CrossFit in terms of movements. Um, and it, it is like somewhat constantly varied as well. Um, you know, number of reps, types of movements you do, but it's always a 45 minute workout. Oh. I see. And like, uh, was that something that you got into because oh, I just need to exercise or were you always kind of a, like a fit, fit nut? 
No, I, I, um, I enjoy working out. I wasn't an athlete at all growing up. I was a cheerleader in high school and somehow I just learned that I, I liked to work out. So I decided to try CrossFit one day and then I came home and my legs were sore for a week and I was like, this must be pretty awesome. And then Kaylee, of course, was like, oh, what's that? I need to try it. He's an athlete. He played division one basketball. So, um, yeah, it's, it's super addicting, you know, and I think part of what makes it addicting is of course it's very intense and you know, you test your limits and you prove that you can do things that you never thought you could. Like I think my max power clean was like 135, you know, which is like supposedly like really awesome <laughs> for my, for, for being a woman and my weight at the time. Um, and I think I deadlifted like a max 225 or, and then back squatted 220. Uh, yeah. So you do those things and you feel really good about it. Um, but then there's a community too, because you're, you get really close to all your friends in the gym and you're all enduring uh -huh. this pain together. And, um, so that also addicts you. I see. How, how does it take a toll on your body as you get older? Oh, though? it's horrible. Like yeah. I have a torn labrum and I have a bad knee and I've thrown my back out like numerous times. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's it is like a, an athletic sport yeah so you wow. kind of have to know um why you're doing it so if you're doing it to work out then um that's one way of you know practicing it but if you know if you're like oh no i really want to like pr i want to go for a personal record on my back squat and my deadlift and oh so-and-so deadlifted 255 i've got to get there because she weighs less than me you know there's a lot of that crap yeah <laughs> Wow. I've never, I'm so like far away from this world. It's like, it's, it's so interesting. I see I, you do your pull-ups though, John. You stopped. I was doing pull I know I did. Them. I stopped. I, it's, you know what? I was just an Instagram post. You just hung on to the bar like this. And, oh. No, I was doing the pull-ups. I was doing the pull-ups. <laughs> I just, you know, I can never stay consistent. I've never been able to find something consistent. A lot of people are doing the Peloton thing now. And um, so I guess, uh, you know, Peloton, there's no weights to it. So it's, it's more of a cardio burn, but do you feel that that's sufficient for what you typically do for your workouts? Um, I still mix it up with other things. So I like it for cardio. I've never been a cardio freak. Like I like to, I like to run short distances and then also lift weights. So what Peloton, the, the itch that it scratches for me in fitness, physical fitness or working out, um, you have an instructor who is somewhat live. So they're in New York mm. city and the classes are live at some point or another, but then they archive them. And so there's new classes coming like every day. Right. And then they have like, I don't know, many, Oh, that's my TM calling from locations. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so they have like many instructors and the music's really great. It's really current. Like they did a Beyonce ride, you know? And so oh. then the instructors put on this Beyonce wig you know, they have their makeup artists, they do them up and it's just, you know, and then they say all of these really motivating things and um, it's all Beyonce music. And then they did one that was like a Prince ride. Um, you know, they have like country rides, pop, like all these custom, I don't know, they, they mix it up, so. But when you say ride and, and all this custom stuff, you're on a stationary bicycle. Yes, with it's a, a with spin a, bike. With a, with a video screen in front of you? Uh-huh. And there's a community as well. So there's a leaderboard. You can high five oh, wow. people that are riding at the same time as you. You can follow people. So Kaylee is very competitive and, um, you know, he'll follow friends or athletes that he knows, you know, and then they'll compare their output. So there's a competitive aspect to it too that can addict you. I'm not into that. I just, I like the music and I like the instructors. Interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. Kyle, we gotta we gotta get on something man we gotta do like a 2021 challenge you do yeah you know what i think it's time do it yeah. you, you me and devin because devin devin's been going for his walks but i, I was i was like i don't know if that walks is enough you know for him for him yeah <laughs> you gotta you gotta step it up you gotta step it up yeah, well, I can't, I can't say any much for that because I don't even do walks. I mean, the most exercise I get every day is getting my mail and coming back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think That's it's time good. to get healthy, you know. 
<laughs> Although I, I always tell people that I, I pace when I talk on the phone. So even this Zoom call is really difficult for me because yeah. I want to stand up and walk around. But I will pace almost 10,000 steps on the phone in my room talking on the phone. Because as Myla, as you know, as a realtor, you talk on the phone a lot. And so I'm just yes. walking back and forth and, you know, certain days I'm on the phone two, three hours. So if you can imagine, I'm just walking back and forth across my room for two hours. I mean, if you were walking on the street, you, I could walk a few miles, right? Yeah. In that time, mm -hmm. I'm just pacing. So I think that's been helping me. But uh, I always remember what Darren Yap told us. He's the personal trainer that we interviewed for this podcast. And he said that you got to add in some kind of weight resistance yeah. because yeah. That, that'll help you burn your fat for a longer period of time. So just cardio. He said, if you do cardio, you're going to have to do cardio every day for the rest of your life. Cause you, once you stop, it's just going to, weight's just going to come right back on. But if you put on muscle, then that helps you with the, with the burn. True. So, yeah. Wow. And I, but I guess, the, well, I guess the dogs help too, right? Don't you take them out and walk them and all that stuff? Yeah. So we live in a condo, so we have to, you know, get in the elevator and go downstairs and actually walk them. So it definitely helps the the eye watch steps. Yeah, and how many dogs do you have? We have two. We have two cocker spaniels. Oh, okay. So they're not like huge dogs or anything. Mm -mm. They're like thirty pounds. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're fun. And um, yeah. Okay. Okay. We have questions from our Facebook and Instagram people. Okay. So okay. the first one you're gonna you're gonna know who this is, but. Uh, Koa Cassidy writes, who is her favorite cousin? My favorite cousin? Yeah. Cousin? Oh, he should have said nephew, huh? Yeah. Did he say cousin? He said cousin. I'll double check this. But uh, <laughs> And then his other question was, can she sell my house? I can. <laughs> I can. So, But I for, won't sell his because he's a realtor. Full disclosure. Oh no, he did write. Who is her favorite nephew? Who's her favorite? Oh, nephew? of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, so that, that was kind of an uh, inside joke because Koi is her nephew. But uh, Adrian 00s wrote, um, "Are there any artists that you would like to collaborate with?" Yes. Okay. He keeps um, denying me, um, but John Yamasato. <laughs> <laughs> My, I'm not well, even kidding. Every time, like, I'm like, what guy, you know, because, okay, so Ben and Mila, you know, we split up uh, in 2020 officially. And so people ask me all the time, like, what are you going to do now? You need to play music. And I'm like, ah, you know, oh, and so they automatically people want me to play with another guy. Right. So it's like, oh, oh have you thought about this person? Have you thought about that person? Because they, they think of me as a uh, somebody of uh, so-and-so and Myla, right? And right. I'm like, well, why can't I just sing by myself? You know, sure. but then, um, but when I think about it, it's always you, John. I'm well, like, thank you. I'm not always... that we have to be John and Myla, but you know, like one song. Oh, well that is, yeah, we can do that. No, <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, I've always, I've always appreciated you, you reaching out to me, but I, I just always, like I, I've told you many times, I just don't feel like I could keep up. Like, um, I think you're giving me more credit than than what what I really am capable of doing. <laughs> no, I don't one, think so, but whatever. Oh man, I, even to this day, like I have to call people to help me arrange songs because I can't figure them out myself. And then uh, I've only so the one thing that that I wish I did more in the past was uh, collaborate with other singers. Because I never mm. really had, I've never really had other singers in my bands, and so I don't really know how to harmonize very well. So I'd have to learn all of that, and and yeah. at, at my my age, it's just uh, it's so hard, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to learn new things. The, the other I question, like that, you and you and Her, you Herb and Mila getting together and doing something fun. That'd be fun. Herb, no? yeah. Oh. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure out something. So, well, this uh, leads into the other question. Are there any plans to release an album? Uh, I think about it all the time. Um, I think about it mostly because my mom would be so proud if I did mm -hmm. a Hawaiian album. 
Um, Cause oh. there's really nobody in our family that's like really proud to be Hawaiian and, and, or, you know, carrying on our Hawaiian culture uh, in an artistic way. You know, no one's like super into hula. Nobody's really like, you know, I have some cousins that speak Hawaiian, but you know, as far as like the legacy, um, it kind of stops with me because my sister's kids, you know, like Koa is my nephew. Mm. And, and so like um, my sister's kids aren't even interested really yet. Anyway, yeah, yeah. there's yeah. some younger ones that still get chance, but uh, so I know my mom would really love that. And then there's like a, like a kuleana or responsibility that I feel almost to, to do one at some point. The nice thing about Hawaiian music is that it's ageless. You know, I feel like you can kind of do it at any time. So I'm not in a big rush. I did uh, have a few people ask me over the holidays to do a Christmas album because um, Ben and I had a Christmas concert, you know, for the last like seven years and people made that a part of their tradition. And so a lot of people this year were like, gosh, I miss your concert and I miss hearing you sing during the holidays. You should do a Christmas album. So I'm kind of thinking about that. I was really, really thinking about it during the holidays because I was in the spirit. And then now that we're, you know, what day is this? January 12th or whatever. Um, you know, it's starting to fade away. But I, I kind of want to do that. I think a Christmas album might be a, an, an easy way to transition. Well, you know, I can tell you, I would be interested in helping with that. Okay. Any kind, any kind of recording project. That's something that I think I could... I could be involved with. That'd be super cool. All right. Okay. You've heard it here, folks. Wheels are in motion. Wheels <laughs> yes. are in motion. Yes. Milo, when you were yeah. a kid, were you, um, were you, I know you grew, you grew up in Missouri and stuff like that, right? When you were a kid. Yeah. How, were you into the Hawaiian, your Hawaiian culture at that time? At what point did, did at what point in your life did you get interested in, in learning about your culture and, and, and your Hawaiian side of it everything my mom actually taught hula in missouri uh like mm. you know to a bunch of girls and ladies i mean she had a pretty big group and she would wow. take so i was really young i think i was like four or five but uh, i would follow them and we would perform in the mall and you know people loved it so um yes my mom made that a part of our lives growing up but we would also visit hawaii like every summer so we'd come here and like, you know, an auntie would teach us a hula and we would listen to the music and take the music back home. And, uh, and I moved here when I was nine. So I was here for a few years and then moved back to the mainland. But from like nine to 13, I, I dove in like head first. I danced hula. Um, I started to learn the language. I was really like, I really thought I was gonna be a kumu someday. <laughs> interesting so yeah yeah it was a big part of of my life for sure and what what about um so what years were you on Kauai? Kauai, i was there from 95 until um like 99 95 so only like four years but then but, every summer when we would come visit we would always spend like a month there and over there so if you mm -hmm. had to go like um if you were gonna raise kids would you would you recommend an outer island being that you lived there for a while i wouldn't uh i i would still want to raise kids on oahu. oahu but i don't have kids so maybe if i had them it would change that's me. weird my my wife is from maui and um i've always wanted to go to go to maui like uh -huh. I, I would i would pick up and move well i don't know about now but uh in the in older days, I would have been no problem. Skip over there, live on Maui, you know. But uh, mm -hmm. she wants to live here, and she's she's been. Uh, once we had kids, she's like, oh, you know, there's more schools here, and there's more this and more that, more more things that you can do. So, so she's a proponent of being on Oahu. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Devin was from Big Island, or is from the Big Island, and a lot of people that mm. I know, Billy V's from the Big Island, and right, you know, there's a lot of people that. Well, ended up okay like my husband my husband's from Kauai, and um yeah i 
outer island people are, are some of the best people. Like I, I find I click with them right away. And um, I don't know, but at the same time, there is a certain mentality or like a small town thing, especially on Kauai. I was just having lunch with a girlfriend from there the other day and she raised her daughter here on Oahu and she was like, oh my God, like if I ended up raising my daughter there, I just don't know how she would have turned out because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, there's just, there's not as much uh, exposure to different people and different things on the outer island. So um, I don't know. We were just talking about how there's not much to do. Yeah, I used to think yeah. about that too because... I remember when, so this is after Pure Heart, you know, I'm still doing music, but but I'm definitely well into my my new career now. I remember going to Las Vegas and um, going to a Cirque du Soleil show. And for those of you who've never been to a Cirque du Soleil show, it's like an acrobatics show, you know, there's dancing and all that kind of stuff. But, and, but there's music throughout the show. And what I think mm-hmm. people don't realize is that all that music is live. There's, yes. a, there's a little, if you look up to the side, there's a little room and there's a little band in there and there's people like playing instruments and singing the yeah. songs and it's all like made up verbiage and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, that is a cool gig. You know, you get to go to the Cirque du Soleil show and you do your thing and you're just playing all these cool instruments and all this. And, and I thought, boy, I would have never thought that that would be a career opportunity, Right. Or like these showrooms or all these things in Las Vegas. And it's really because, you know, in Oahu, on Oahu, we don't need to have that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I took it a a step further. Like, you know, when you're on Maui or or on some of the smaller islands, there's also things that maybe you're not exposed to just because you're not in the city. So it's not a knock on anybody, but it's just like, yeah, if if you don't know, then then how do you shoot for something that you're not even aware exists? Right. But, and I guess it's a little different now because you have the internet and the Instagram that we were talking about before where you can see other things and see how different people live and what the different professions are. But I definitely thought like, I do understand my wife's uh, thoughts on that where there's a little bit more opportunity in a, in a city. Although it feels as though everybody now wants to move to the country, right? I know everybody wants to grow their own food and have space. Yeah, so so locked so, at home. So, Myla, tell us about the market. What, where are people buying houses out here? Oh wow, really? Um, yeah. I'm finding that people want houses. So, condo market is a little softer, and then people are are now like moving to Makakilo and Mililani, like. Uh, I had a listing out in Makakilo last month and we listed it kind of high. We listed it at 925 as a four bedroom house, beautiful, beautiful home. But we listed it um, 15,000 over the last home that sold on the street. And we had 18 offers and all of them were over asking. And we ended up closing at 977, Mm. like 52,000 over the asking price, Um, which is crazy, but it was, in Makakilo, which is like 20 miles from Honolulu in like traffic. But, um, and it was all local people. I, you know, when I tell people this story, they're like, oh yeah, it's all those mainland investors. And I'm like, no, it's not. It was 18 legitimate owner occupant offers, mostly local. If they weren't local, they're VA, but I mean, their, their intent is to occupy. If you're a VA buyer in the military, you've moved here, you're going to be here for a while. Um, and yeah, people, I don't know. I don't know if it's just people who have been living at home with parents or with family, um, con, you know, living in condos, they've been saving money, but they, they want to live in Mililani. They want to live in Makakilo because of the space. They want bigger houses and there's a lot more working from home. So traffic yeah. isn't as much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you hit the nail on the head there. I think a lot of this has to do with um, people working from home. Mm-hmm. You know, and so if I'm going to work from home, I'm going to want my own space. I want to take a break and walk out into the yard because yep. if I'm at a condo right now, I can't go down and walk out into the um, common area because it's all shut off because of coronavirus, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. And if you do, you better wear a mask, you know? Right. If you like, work from home, if you work from home, you don't have to worry about going to work. So it doesn't matter where on the island you live. 
Correct. Yeah. 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 But so. I think, I don't know. I don't know about you, Milo, but I feel like at some point this coronavirus is going to, I mean, it'll still be around, but it isn't going to be what it is now, right? And at I that hope. point, yeah, at that point, I think things will start moving back toward wanting to be in town, wanting to be near everything, the entertainment and the food and the whatever. And yes. uh, people will, will get back into condos, you know, but I think it's just, it's temporary because yeah, once once everyone gets back and you start hitting traffic in the morning, that's going to be what everyone's going to start thinking about making the move back into town and downsizing and all that. Well, that's what we did. We we bought in Mililani. That was our first place. We lived there for nine years. It was great. It was never our intent to live there forever. It was just like, we need to get in the market. And so we got in in 2008, right before the crash. It was like the worst time you could ever buy, <laughs> right? And then it crashed and we're like, oh gosh. But I mean, nine years later, we sold it for, um, gosh, over $200,000 more than what we bought it for. And um, now we live in Kaka'ako and our reason for moving to Kaka'ako, and we downsized, we went from 1200 square feet to 725. Um, but we were willing to give up the space and, to gain back time. So now people are like, well, time's not an issue. So I want the space. But once time becomes an issue again, I, you're right. I think things will change. Yeah, you wonder if they just did it because of a quick fix, not looking at the future when things change and then their location where they're at is like, oh, maybe I should buy somewhere else now, you know? Right. And and interest rates are just so crazy low. Mm -hmm. Money's never been cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the, in the, you know, high twos, it's crazy. Yeah. I thought when I got my 4% interest rate back in, I don't know, 2009 or whatever, I was like, I, I got it at the bottom. I was so proud right. of myself, right? And then now it's yeah. like, oh, three something. And then it was like two. I, I, it's, it's unreal. So yeah. let me ask you guys a question. Since you guys are both realtors, you guys been around the island. You guys seen all the homes. You look at all the prices. You see all the, you know, all the, all the plus and minuses of certain places and things like that. You guys being realtors, where mm -hmm. is your dream house? And where would you like to live if you had a choice? And let's say the funding to do it, you know, like, like, you know, like to afford what you wanted to, where you wanted to live, where would you live? What kind of house? I really, what kind of, what kind of apartment, you know? I mean, I love living in town. I'm all about it. So living in a condo for me is, is great. Um, I'd love a bigger condo. Um, if it was a house, it would be East Honolulu. So like Wailaiki, I love Hawaii Kai. Um, and like a single level home with a yard for my dogs. I would, I, I'm pretty simple. I don't need anything major. I do like having a pool though. And I, I mean, we make use of our amenities. So oh. I wouldn't mind having a pool. Yeah, I think everybody's gonna be different. I mean, personally, if, if it was completely up to me and I did not have kids, I would be in Myla's condo. Cause I like <laughs> being up, up off of the ground. You know, you have a little bit of a view. You can go on a trip, close the door, come back and nothing has changed. You know, there, there's yeah. no maintenance of anything outside. So for my personal lifestyle, I would probably choose a condo. But um, being in the situation that I'm in now with, with kids and all that stuff, it'd probably be kind of similar to what I have now. So, you know, small, small house. Like, I'm, I'm like Myla. I don't need a huge house. Yard would be kind of nice. Um, pools are nice, although I, <laughs> I'm the one... I'm the one realtor who like uh, probably would, if you left it up to me, I probably would not buy a house just because, you know, houses come with roof, exterior yep. painting, uh, exterior yard work, fencing, you know, you got all those extra things. And because I'm typically busy with uh, either music stuff or high session stuff or real estate stuff, or I'm traveling here or whatever, uh, I just do not have time, you know? So unless I had, unlimited funds where I could just hire people to take care of the outside of the house nonstop, then it would just become some, another, another project, you know, mm. which, Kaylee which says that. like, I, yeah, like, I swear I'm never going to have a house because Kaylee is like, Nope, I don't want to do yard work. Nope. I don't want to fix a roof. Nope. You know, he's, he's like yeah. you, John, and that he just loves it 
you know, we come home, it's safe, we have security, you gotta use a fob to get in the elevator and everywhere you go. And then when we go on trips, we just shut the door and it's it's good. Yeah, yeah, although, um, oh shoot, I, I lost my train of thought. I was gonna say something about having a house. Man, I've been having these brain farts lately, just like completely losing my You don't my have channel. corona, do you? I don't think I have coronavirus. I've been pretty, I've been pretty much, just with the family for the last few weeks but yeah uh, yeah i know that it does that right dr drew just got Supposedly. it he was, he was saying that uh oh. his mind's all scrambled yeah wow wait yeah. dr drew got corona yeah dr drew got coronavirus oh no yeah way. he was he was supposed to get his vaccine and then he was running around the hot he thinks he got it at the hospital mm. wow. yeah but it's, it's kind of funny because uh, online, like, so he was in the beginning of this pandemic, he was kind of saying like, um, he, he made this video about the media is overblowing this thing. You know, you should just listen to Dr. Fauci or whatever. But, you know, everybody took it as they just took that part about he said the media is overblowing this thing. And they basically ran with this narrative that he's completely denying yep. COVID. So now, like, it's so sad because he posts like, Oh, you know, he's giving updates on on uh, on on his, you know, how he's recuperating, getting better, and people are like, "Good for you. We hope you suffer." Yeah. And I feel like Paulson's like, "Jesus, Terrible. man, is so mean nowadays." But yeah. But that's the other thing with social media, right? Like you say, you can say like a, a whole paragraph, and then someone can take one line from that paragraph and then like highlight it, blow it up, share it you know and then it just gets taken completely out of context yeah well what's even worse is they can find an old videotape of you doing one thing wrong in your entire life of doing something good and that will yep. get you fired and that will oh, get yeah. you canceled well, you know well that's going to lead me to my question that we're going to talk about in the patreon section but um i'll, I'll kind of tease it a little bit when i was so i was uh, i have a teaching degree so my my um degree from college is in is in science teaching high school science you know and i did do student teaching and whatnot and it's funny because I, I stayed in touch with my students that i student taught and we've actually some of them became my friends over the years and whatnot they're they're younger than me but not really younger than me so i saw them go through high school and then we became friends on facebook later and when they were in college i remember they would so what happened in the uh 2000s maybe 2006 2007 or whatever so they would have these you know they would go out to the clubs and at at the clubs they would have photographers just going around and taking pictures of everybody and stuff you know to, to promote the venue but then what would happen is people would tag everyone in those pictures uh -huh. so then i would be on facebook and then like you know scrolling and i would see these tags of my former students and they're all in the club and there's like foam everywhere and they're like oh you know, and I thought, <laughs> man, I'm so glad I lived in a time that all my yeah, um, shenanigans stuff. were not being posted on because they didn't know <laughs> that they were being photographed. Right. But then people were just randomly tagging them in these like club photos and stuff. And everybody goes through that phase of their life. I think I yeah. think everyone goes out, they, they do the party thing. And then, you know, some people get into it, but most people just kind of over time, they kind of move into a more traditional life, you know, but yeah. on that note. So I was running this morning and I don't know why, but my Apple music ended up playing country music and I love country music. And so this song comes on and I'll read you the lyrics because I texted it to my friend. Uh, it's the song by a guy named Sam Hunt. And okay. the chorus says, girl, you're everywhere, everywhere, but behind me, I bet breaking up was easy in the nineties. So the song is called, uh breaking up was easy in the 90s and the the lyrics are so good like he says hey girl i'm glad you did you got you finally got to go to new york city you're looking twice as pretty you know stuff <laughs> like, but like and then how he's like up late at night and he wishes he was all alone so that he could just keep scrolling through his phone looking at her photos but at the same time he wishes that he didn't see her everywhere and didn't see how happy she was and you know, breaking up was easier in the '90s. I'm like, what a great song! Yeah, that's so. 
That, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> right? We only saw our exes at Ocean Club. <laughs> we, we, right oh. there. Oh. We, didn't, we didn't know where the hell they were on the weekends. It's like, yeah, that's you true. couldn't track them. You don't know, they couldn't track you, but now. Yeah, I've had girlfriends mostly. that I don't well, even know if, if they're still around. Like, I don't know what ever happened to them. Yeah. It's gone. They've disappeared off the face of the earth. So, yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, and then now there's filters, right? So now, like, your ex might look amazing on oh. Facebook, and you're like, dang it. Yeah. You know, whereas before it was like, oh, did you see so-and-so? Oh, my gosh, put on a lot of weight. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now it's like, dang so-and-so looks good and they and, look so happy and like what we were saying earlier like it's all we're putting forward the best parts of our life on social exactly. media right so exactly. i thought that was a, it's a great song you should check it out okay so we're going to take a short break and so for the last the patreon part i want to talk about um so myla i know that you post a lot on on you we were talking about drew and getting getting hammered on online and whatnot have you had people comment on some of your stuff? I'm pretty sure you have that like, yes. uh, and how you handle that. And then we'll talk about whether or not, uh, if you knew what you knew now, would you still have signed up for Facebook or knowing what you know now and how Facebook and the social media companies share your data, would you still sign up for, for it? Or if you had to start all over, would you pay for a social media service, like a small monthly fee or something if they did not own your content, mm. meaning that, you know, you still owned your own content, you could post it, but you could take it down anytime you wanted. They couldn't use it for anything else. And um, so that's the question that I'm going to pose right after we take the short break. We'll be back on our Patreon. Thanks everybody. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> 